Season 3 of Shanghai Zan begins now. Welcome to Shanghai Zan, a raw and lively regular debate about China tech, advertising, creativity, platforms, and the intersection of it all. Join us each session for timely and relevant discussions on all things China marketing. We'll also be joined by an entire spectrum of China experts, and you can learn more about Shanghai John at our website, johnstation.com. I'm Bryce Whitwam, and I'm Ali Kazmi. Ali, welcome to season three. Can you believe it? It's been this is this is our, starting our third year on this podcast. Uh, it's. Time's gone fast, and this is marking the beginning of our third year. And now we are approaching close to 270,000 downloads. We thought for this season we would try something a bit different. In addition to our popular interviews, Ali and I will cover pressing issues ourselves from time to time in a new series we are calling "Agree or Disagree." I will begin by bringing up a hot topic or trend. Giving Ali an opportunity to agree or disagree. Sound good, Ali? Sounds excellent. I disagree.、Right, so, that <laughs>、uh, you can't disagree or agree <laughs> with that. Yet. That's okay. That, that's that's cut in stone. So let's get started. The topic today is: Will live stream commerce be a hit outside of China?、Uh, so here's a little bit of background on this, Ali. Uh, this is according to McKinsey and some other statistics I dug off the internet. Live stream commerce in the U.S. alone will be 65 billion dollars by 2026. Live stream commerce now on TikTok in the U.S. is the rage.、Uh, it's coming up, popping up in my algorithm,、uh, and experts say it'll be about five percent of the total e-commerce.、Uh, unlike China, it's kind of interesting. In China, as we know, live stream is huge. There's 500 million people engage it regularly. 10% of e-commerce is is from e-commerce sales is from live stream, and it's. But the the difference here is that 49% uh, of consumers say the big the single biggest reason in the West the single biggest reason to participate in live stream commerce is because it's fun. 38% said it was fun. This, by the way, is the lowest single reason in China that people join live stream commerce. In live stream commerce, the n- number one reason is 64% are a place where I can find my favorite brands, and followed by 61%. Surprise, surprise, is where I can get a good deal. So these are the, the differences here. I expect it's mainly because of the timing、uh, that. China's been in the live stream commerce game for quite a while now, whereas in the West it's starting to slowly come up. Now, U.S. and Europe is about the same. It's about 43% percent、uh, for clothing and 32% percent skincare products. Interestingly enough, in China, 54% percent of live stream commerce, the number one category, is groceries. Interestingly enough. So a little bit different. Not a surprise, at least to me, is that it's pretty mixed. Twenty-eight、uh, percent of the West, eighteen、uh, to twenty-four, followed by millennials,、uh, about about twenty-eight percent, thirty-eight percent in Europe.、Uh, it's fairly consistent between the U.S. and Europe. So I'll just throw it out there, Ali. I think that live stream commerce is going to be a hit.、I'll、give you another story here. I was attending a pitch session with my students in New York City two weeks ago. 
with a famous uh, cosmetics company. And the single biggest question that the company asked the students, because they were asking them all sorts of questions about, about social media because they wanted to really pick their brain. And the single one question they asked was like, what do you guys think about live stream commerce? So they think it's going to be a hit. I think it's going to be a hit. What do you think? Agree or disagree? Will live stream commerce be a hit outside of China? I think it'll. I think it has its place, and I think it'll exist. But I don't know if it's going to be a hit, as um, you know, if if we're to compare it with what you see in China. Um, that's my short answer. Uh, my, so is that that's a bit of wishy washy? You're supposed to agree or disagree. It, that's the. I fun. mean, that's, I, the, that's the title of the show. <laughs> look, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I disagree. Okay. I, I, I do think it I th I think there will be a time when it will be quite it when it will be mainstream, but I I'll go with disagree. You go with disagree. Yeah. And you like to justify why you think that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my first uh, so w one of the thing that strikes me with live commerce, you know, when we think about plain old television and you think about the shopping network or the home shopping network, you know, for a very long time we had a channel that was just dedicated to what's otherwise today called live stream commerce. And so live stream commerce, you know, in my mind is not something that's new. It's already, it's existed for a very long time. And when I look at, there's something that's lost in the, in, in, in the verbiage and the terminology that's been used, right? And, and if you look at the shopping network and if you look at the proportion of total sales that's generated through, you know, the shopping network or a platform like the shopping network, that they are a fraction of what you would sell through traditional bricks and mortar commerce. So that's one argument. The, the other one is, I, I think the culture of shopping through, through live stream commerce in China exists because I don't know. I, I think there's a number of things, right? Like, for example, when you look at what, what the, the, the way e-commerce platforms are built, they're built in walled environments. And so these platforms, like their strategies are really just to amass as many um, users as possible into that platform and find creative ways of monetizing them. And so within a platform like you know, whether it's Tmall or TikTok, there isn't any, you can't, you know, there's no, you, you, you can't send traffic out of one platform into, into another. But, and, and as a result, you know, monetizing that traffic through tactics like live stream it is quite popular. And, and I think if you compare that with the rest of the world uh, or with, you know, the West, UK, the US um, and, and continental Europe, I get the sense after having been in Spain for a while, uh, I say been in Spain for a while, basically outside of China for a while. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I see the numbers. I've seen the statistics, you know, like in the US, for example, I read a report today where, you know, the majority of the people that engage in live commerce are under 45. By comparison, live commerce in the UK is under 25 like the 50% of that audience. So there's, you know, so the adoption of live commerce, for example, in, in, in Europe, I, I, I'm just making broad statements over here. Uh, I, you know, it's still got some time to go. 
And I find that because of the way the platforms have been set up for the rest of the world, it's easier to cross, you know, for 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 someone to go from Facebook over into Instagram, into TikTok, into essentially any platform and ultimately buy from, you know, from the brand's own store. And because that ecosystem was set up in a very open kind of a setup, I, I think live stream still has, you know, some time to go. So just sort of sort of trying to summarize over here. One, you know, China's always had an, an advantage when it comes to just the number of people. Two, I think there's, um, you know, platforms have been structured and set up in a way where, you know, they, they want to monetize that audience and they've got lots and lots of tactics, everything from shopping days through to, you know, live stream. Uh, and then, you know, the way the rest of the world has been set up where it's, you know, single sign-ons, people are more, you know, they're, they're more skewed towards brands. They know where they want to shop for things. They're, it's a more mature kind of consumer. I get the I get the sense that you know live commerce isn't going to be as hot as it is in in China. I noticed an interesting statistic uh, to reinforce something that you said that of the people that said they bought something from live stream commerce in the West, and this this coincides with U.S. and Europe, was about fifty percent on the platform. In China, the number was ninety nine percent. In other words, if you bought something from a live stream, you bought it right on the platform itself versus in the West where you actually got the information and then jumped around a bit and found it somewhere else. At least half the people did that. And the other key complaint that people had in the West was simply that it's boring, that the format of live stream, that the one you see in TikTok is boring as fuck. And I have to say that as a part of my research, I've watched quite a number of live streams. I was fortunately watching uh, a good one last night, this guy selling houseplants out of California. He was awesome. But the freeze-dried candy people, the wigs, uh, there's a lot of small brands. Uh, you don't see a lot of big brands that have kind of jumped on it. I think they're all waiting to see. They're playing the waiting game to it's see. Of, it's the it's the home network. It's the home shopping network. That's what it is. And it's the stuff that it's – like when I think about live stream, like – like in in China, I think there's like people buy big ticket items, right? They buy luxury. They put money into like really really expensive things, and then you can always argue they came from somewhere as well. They they used to buy you know cheap plastic product, right? Actually, that's not true. They started with fashion, cosmetics, and beauty products, exactly as what's happening in in the U.S. and the U.K. right now. But but I just think that when I look at these shows, like I just you know it's stuff that people are willing to waste money on. And not worry too much about whether or not they spend two dollars, three dollars, ten dollars, and you know if they don't like the product, they can always return it. So, I, like, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a metric for that. Maybe we can call it quality commerce, quality live commerce, or something. I, I but I also think that the mission of every brand is to keep people on mm -hmm. the platform, even though you may not be selling to them, and there is a certain level of authenticity i mean that's what austin lee's great right why is he so amazing uh is the fact that he's so authentic that he's so that you just you're captured by not only his the way that he introduces right. things but there's a certain level of authenticity yeah. that only really live stream provides that 
if you think about other formats of 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 social media advertising what is the most authentic means of communication and that's a live stream it well that 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 too <laughs> that too but <laughs> So, so like this is where this is where I diverge with you because if you have to pay someone to sell your product, and that person is going to switch over to, um, you know, he's selling L'Oreal today and tomorrow he's going to sell Estee Lauder and day after tomorrow he's going to sell, you know, um, I don't know Shiseido, then that's not, you know, no, that's no, a I, disingenuous fair comment, person. Fair comment. Yeah, influencer, paid media, right? Doesn't matter. I, I, like I'm, I've I've decided on taking the no, it's a fair you know, comment. The anti, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm the anti live commerce guy now. So I, like I think I think like if you're gonna end up spending like and then you know there's also like a threshold I understand um, of how much you're willing to s- sell and therefore spend on someone like Austin Lee, and so. I think these influencers and KOLs end up taking chokehold on advertisers that typically don't sell a lot. And so if you're going to rely on an Austin Lee to sell, then, you know, then the brand and the product and and the richness and the story and all of that stuff, you know, you lose all of that. So, yeah, I'm not really a big fan. It works, but uh I just think that it's a new form of introducing products in an engaging fun way and i i just think that it will what we'll see i predict uh is that we will see it evolve to the next level and that's when we'll see we'll see the kardashians or selena gomez or or rihanna or someone like that actually embrace the platform and then it's suddenly then it takes off then it's suddenly not boring it's interesting you're actually you're actually doing bullet texts. You're actually bullet texting Selena as she's on the platform for 30 minutes. That would be huge. The challenge now, I think, is that it is home shopping network in a bad way. It is freeze-dried candy, wigs, and houseplants. I consciously look at the number of people on the platforms, and I rarely see over 2,000. I mean, it's very, very rare. And you know, those that's, that's rookie numbers in China, right? Maybe we can explore a little bit. How do we make live stream sexy for big brands oh simple the first one is obviously it's all it's obviously about the live streamer and that's something that we can we can grip from china there are a lot of live stream commerce there's a lot of live streamers in china but there are very few really good live streamers if you notice the ones that do well are the people who are are super pros they're entertaining it's interesting insightful you're getting something out of it it's an experience so for example if we talk about beauty and beauty products are we saying austin lee is not only selling the product but he's also familiar with skincare he's familiar with beauty tips and you know just hydration and the the entire kind of absolutely the routine or the regimen of of of, of beauty and so, so, so it's not just selling, but it's also that he's very knowledgeable. Yeah, no, it helps a lot. And you notice that in China, especially, uh, how live stream has moved from the like watch light, watch Austin Lee for eight straight hours and hear him go through a whole whole plethora of products, 
to a whole menu of different live stream commerce people. And they're on, like on Xiaohongshu, where you can actually select different experts, supposedly on different skin skin tones or uh, women who have special needs or like I have very dry skin or I have an acne problem, whatever. There's a live streamer that is just talking about that particular problem. So you can, you can actually search through a menu uh, of different types of live streamers to find a live streamer is exactly fits your particular need okay so then so there's expertise there is fame there is fun what else what else makes in what what else the offer the offer absolutely you need to you need to have something using scarcity tactics right simple scarcity tactics you have to buy it now this the offer is now it won't be tomorrow or there's only a limited number of them or because it's a special product that we're only offering, Selena Gomez is only offering this particular rare beauty product in this date at this time, and it's gone forever. So you better hurry and get it. So those those kind of like signed by her. Maybe it comes with a poster. You get tickets to her next concert. Absolutely. Um, things like that. Um, okay, but then let's let's take this back to the China contest uh, context. So. I think, and I could be wrong, and I'm going to look this up as I talk to you. I think Austin Lee has worked with brands to build or to create um, a beauty brand. And I think he made this beauty brand with a Chinese um, a beauty company. Just so that, you know, to that point that I made earlier, you know, having skin in the game. Um, on 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 KOLs not having skin in the game. I think maybe one of the things that, oh, you know, your point around scarcity. Sorry, I'm taking two steps back. Your point around scarcity would probably require that KOL or influencer to come up with a product that is, you know, limited offer, time bound, certain number of units. But then it's also something that's created by that influencer or in collaboration with. Maybe that's something that can also. Um, influence you know that type of selling the whole personalization thing amongst influencers huge that's that's the magic of the of the kardashian empire uh, to assert to connect themselves with with products that not only have their name on it but actually have their particular stamp uh, of of reasons that they prefer them with selena gomez and rare beauty it's about giving back it's about mental health with rihanna it's about you know, diversity and having products that are for not just white skin, but also other shades of skin, all those things, that personalization part of it is, is really key. I think what Livestream enables brands to do is to create a big event. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, an on again 24-7 or, or in the case of China, you know, six to eight hours a day. It could be something that they just do once in a while. That could be a major, major event. It could be a launch. It could be a limited edition. It could be a show, a performance. I know I'm getting back to the West. All those things uh, could help. And I, and I do believe that China is also in need of entertaining live stream, innovative live stream concepts because Frankly, people are probably a bit bored with the same old live streams. When I did my study from talking to Chinese students, they tend not to go into a particular name of live streamer. 
they go into live streams by function and need. So they'll go in, listen, get some information, and then come out again. So wait, are you saying there's a pivot from following famous influencers and KOLs to going into finding just um, polished content that will help these consumers make a decision on whether they want product A or product B or brand A or brand B. It's exactly not necessarily polished content, but specific live stream. Uh, it addresses that addresses topic that, that particular need. That's correct. Oh, well, that's that's quite involved, actually, then, because that that to me sounds like there's an evolution happening, right, where you were first driven just to buy because, you know, because you love that character, or you love that celebrity, or you love that influencer. But it seems like, you know, demand based searched or need based discovery is, you know, is when paid advertising doesn't fail to work, but it just doesn't have as much of an influence over your purchase decision. Right. That's you deciding you want that and you're going to look for advice on from a person that is an expert on it. And I know we've talked about this on this show before, mm-hmm. but the, the other the other evolution is not just even selling. It's about customer service. It's about being able to go back and ask specific questions to an expert, maybe not be even selling to you. Uh, that brand could actually have that type of customer service in many aspects, live stream could also be an answer to healthcare issues where uh, people who would not be able to see medical people could actually connect with a live stream medical personnel that could provide them some advice. I think that uh, live stream is also, as we we know from Mike Zhu, when we talked about, that was one of our earliest shows, we talked about live stream as a CRM amongst super luxury brands that are connecting with their with their loyal customers about a new brag or product. Uh, so live stream does not have to be mass. It could be something that connects directly with a specific target audience. There's no doubt in my mind that Austin Lee, why wouldn't he do that? He, why wouldn't he follow Rihanna model, uh, the Celia Gomez model, which has been so successful. To, I mean, made Rihanna a billionaire. Why, why wouldn't he, not that he isn't already one, uh, why wouldn't he go in that direction and start creating his own line of products? Yeah, I think he's done something with Florasis, uh, which is a Chinese uh, cosmetics brand. Um, and I think he might have done something with Secret Diary, co-created a limited run product that sold out. There you go. I've got it on screen right now. Um, and I think it was also endorsed by, by Cosmopol- Cosmopolitan magazine, Cosmo. Um, and then in it, I think on the packaging, uh, he, he, it features his um, his pet poodle. Of course, <laughs> I think that definitely. He's got twenty point nine million followers. Um, yeah, one hundred fifty six thousand units of that product um, in what I imagine would have been a couple of minutes. A shit ton of them. Just in summary, could we argue that you disagree that live stream will will be a hit in the West? as in the form that it exists in China. I I just think that the the root and the DNA of the way the internet was built um, or it proliferated and e-commerce proliferated, one, because of the dominance of of Amazon, two, because of single sign-on and being able to use one identity across multiple platforms, three, because D2C is so much bigger than 
in the U.S. and the rest of the world versus. So if you want something, you you kind of you, there's still like that old school way of, and this might change obviously because you know when you look at that U.K. statistic where you're you have to be under 25 years of age to go into lives or to buy something from live commerce. I think there's still some time to go. And then obviously the dimensions and the formats and the dimensionality of that screen, of that mobile screen, that, you know, six inch screen, it's just difficult to get all of that content, that messaging, that richness that comes with brands through. And so it's just easy to sell stuff that's really cheap that you can just return. So I, I feel very uncomfortable saying that it's going to be a big hit in the future. I think it's I think it'll have it'll have its place. And I think, you know, people are going to I think advertisers, brands are going to use it to, you know, to 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 um, to 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 dump stock, <laughs> to dump excess stock um, or to, you know, as you said, um, you know, to launch limited run product. Um, and I think I, I, I think I, I can agree to there's a place for it. It's just a question how it how it should be executed. And, and I think entertainment and fun needs to be central to how it's executed. Um, but for the time being, I would still say I disagree that it's going to be mainstream. All right. We'll leave it at that, Ali. Thank you for participating in our first inaugural <laughs> Agree Disagree session. Uh, we will uh, continue on with many more. Thank you for everyone for joining us on today's episode. And join us in a few weeks for another exciting show. And to all our listeners, until then, have a great day. Thank you.